Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Uh, with me today is a special guest, uh, Brother Sergio Gonzalez. Uh, Brother Sergio is a church member at Northwest Bible Baptist Church in Elgin and is one of our bus captains and bus workers uh, in our bus ministry. And today uh, we'll be doing a, uh, several segments on the bus ministry and his history with the bus ministry and how he continues to work in that ministry today. So thanks for joining us, Brother Sergio. Thank you, Brother Hubbard. And uh, we're first going to talk about your history with the bus ministry. Um, one of the first things that I got to know about you uh, when I first met you was this history you have right. uh, with the bus ministry. Uh, having grown up riding a bus as a kid. Um, mm -hmm. And so we're just going to basically go through your testimony. Sure. Talk about um, you know, what your family life was like, mm -hmm. how you were reached by the bus ministry, and how it influenced you through maybe some crucial moments of your life. Sure. So, can, so let's start with the f first things first. Sure. Uh, where did you grow up and what was your home life like? Well, I grew up in Pilsen in Chicago, Illinois, which back then in the 1970s and 80s was like a real gang-infested neighborhood, mm -hmm. and uh, I have fi five siblings, two, two brothers and three sisters, and I grew up in Pilsen, and like I said, there was a lot of gangs in that neighborhood, and uh, 1979, which is a long time ago, shows my age, <laughs> 1979, uh, I had uh, somebody knocked on our door and was a bus worker from First Baptist Church in Hammond, Indiana, and uh, he knocked on our door, and keep in mind, it's a gang-infested neighborhood. And these guys were Caucasian, and this is all Spanish neighborhood. Yeah. And they were not afraid. They had something to share. They had the gospel to share. And uh, they came and knocked on our door. And uh, here's two Caucasian guys and all Spanish family. He knocked on He tried his best to explain to us, church, tomorrow. And my dad's the first thing my dad said, how much? How much does it cost? How much money? And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. It's free. It's free. He's, and he's like, oh, okay. He's like, okay, you know. So he sent, first of all, he sent... My two sisters and, my, and me and my brother Juan, who's a member of Northwest as well, yeah. and uh, we started going to church. And um, he, yeah, they kept every single Saturday and Sunday come visit us, whether it rained and snowed. And if anybody's been through a snowfall in Chicago, it's not like in the suburbs. Yeah, I mean, you have the cars parked real close to each other, and when you get three feet of snow, it's just terrible. But they did it. Every single week they came by, and they came by, and they visited us. And eventually, the whole family started riding the bus, and then eventually, my mom and dad started driving in the church all the way to First Baton in Hammond, Indiana, from Chicago to Hammond, which is like a 45 minutes to an hour drive. And uh, they started coming to church there, and the rest is history. We've been here ever since, you know, and, and riding buses. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so you've got two guys who don't speak any Spanish going into a Hispanic neighborhood. Yes. Probably every door that they knocked was the same experience where yes. they have to mumble through whatever Spanish they know, and yes. whoever's talking to them has to mumble through yes. whatever English they know yes. just to make a conversation happen. Well, you know, one thing that admired me is that culture had nothing to do with it. They had a message. They had the gospel. They wanted to share it to as many people as they want. So culture had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. They just had something to share to people. And I think that's what, one thing I learned from that is that they didn't care where it was at. And like I said, it was a gang-infested neighborhood. A lot of people were afraid to go into that neighborhood because it was a lot, because there was a lot of gangs in every other block. Sure. And they did it. They did it every Saturday and Sunday. And not only that, the, the gangbangers and the people in the neighborhood respected them. They would call them the church folks, the church people. And in Spanish, they called the iglesia. And they would say the, the brothers, the hermanos. They, you know, they used to call them that. And... They had so much respect because it was a church bus. They, didn't, they weren't there for trouble or anything. But and that's one thing I admire from them. They didn't care 
where it was. They just went in there to give the gospel and bring people to church. So what was your reaction to well, these two guys coming to your house, wanting you to ride the bus to church? Uh, did you go to church? Were you a church-going family before that or no? Yes, yes. We were Catholic. We were okay. strong Catholic. Actually, actually, we were a strong Catholic. We went to uh, St. Procopius in the, in, the, in the neighborhood, a strong Catholic church. And my dad was actually studying to be a priest when he was young. Oh, really? So we that. had strong Catholic roots in our, in our family. So, so what would possess your dad to let his kids ride a bus to a Baptist church? Well, you know, now that I look back at it, I think it was God's intervention there. I think God made all this happen because, you know what, if you meet my dad, he's very, how would I say, he's very hard sometimes. And for him to just say, you could take all four of my kids was kind of, you know, shocking. Yeah. But he did. He let us all go. And uh, eventually my dad told me that he felt bad. He's like, you know, he told my mom. He's like, you know, what kind of church is this? You know, I don't even know if these people are <laughs> devil worshippers or anything. You know, I got to check it out. You know, he kept asking. He's like, yeah. you know, what, what we send him every week, and we don't even know nothing about it. So finally he went, and so he went to church, and first he said, oh, that preacher just yelling and screaming so much, which is conviction. Yeah. You know, he screamed. He's like, oh, I, hate, I don't like that, man. I just can't stand him. But he kept going. He kept yeah. going, he kept going, and he got saved, and he started going soul winning with one of our bus captains, Louis Ramos. He's, a, he's got a church in Mexico now. My Louis Ramos is one of the first um, men from the church, from First Baptist, that actually took my dad out soul winning in the neighborhood. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, um, your, what was little Sergio's first ride to church like? Oh. So, I mean, as, a, as bus workers, I, I remember, you know, making sure and having, you know, fear and dread that, man, this kid who's riding the bus for the first time, I want him to have a good experience, mm -hmm. and I want him to, you know, because next week I want him to ride the bus again. Right. And so what was your first experience like? Well, you know, it, it, to me it was kind of scared. I was scared at, and excited at the same time because, you know what, they made me feel welcome, and the songs they were singing and how goofy they were and how, you know, how they, you could show that they actually cared. And, you know, there's... You know, a lot of people do it for the wrong reasons, but you can actually sure. tell they, they cared. They cared. They knew our names. They actually would talk to us. How are you? And, you know, and we learned all. The first thing we learned was a lot of songs, the church songs. Yeah. We learned that right away. And, you know, you know, being Spanish, we learned a lot of our English in the church bus and in school, but mostly a lot of church bus as well, which is what better way than the Bible in English. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the things that I always think is so crucial. Obviously, I'm involved in music ministry, and it's, it plays an important part of my life. I think it plays an important role of everybody's life uh, in, Christ, in the Christian culture. Mm -hmm. um, these kids are indoctrinated in school. Right. They may have a bad home life, but one thing they carry with them, they may not remember the sermon necessarily, right. but they remember yeah. the songs, and they'll sing them at home. You know? Oh, yes, yeah. We came home and started singing those songs. We learned Old Soldier, and we learned, we learned a lot of crazy songs, but it was, it was great. But, you know, the ride from Chicago to Indiana, you got to go through Dan Ryan, and that's a long ride. Mm -hmm. And as a bus captain now, I feel I kind of feel a little bad because you know they had to have a program from from Chicago. That's an hour long. Imagine yeah. having a program, but they did it. I remember they did it. They, and they, they kept had, you entertained. And they kept me entertained. And but they had a program. They preached to us. They sang songs. They talked to us. So they actually had a program. And that's one thing that actually drew us close to them. You know, we wanted to know more about them, you know, especially uh, Peter Duke and Dan Kagan were our first, my first bus captain co and bus worker. You know, they just, you know, they were interested, so we just yeah. kept going.
So let's fast forward um, a little bit and talk about maybe some crucial moments in your life. Uh, obviously, every kid has those moments where they have the opportunity to turn to go another direction. Oh, yes. Maybe it's situational mm -hmm. based where maybe you might have been offended by somebody or something or something was done in not the right fashion and you may have been justified to be offended, oh, yeah. but yeah. Um, maybe it was, you know, maybe just a particular time of life, you know, the going from elementary to junior high or mm -hmm. junior high to high school. Those are transitional years. Did you have any issues oh, yeah, along De the way? Oh, definitely. You know, I got saved when I was six years old at First Baptist Church. And, uh, you know, at, when I was a teenager, 13, 14, 15, I reassured my salvation at camp. At, okay. Which is, camps are very important because, you know, that's where I reassured my salvation. But then uh, when you start getting to the 18, 19 years old, you want to become your own man, and, you know, and do your own thing and make some money. And little by little, mm -hmm. the devil started taking me away from church. And for like two, three months, I just... Stop going, you know, I started working on Sundays and yeah. doing my own thing. And then uh, for some odd reason, the bus, I would, every Sunday morning, I would get on the bus and go to work in Chicago. But I always see the bus driving by me, the yellow bus, just go by me. And automatically in mind, I was like, man, I have to be in church. I have to be in church. What am I doing going to work? I have to be in church. Yeah. But for a while there, yeah, the devil grabbed me and just kept me away from church until finally... Finally, I just said, you know, I need to go back to church. And, you know, it's the influence of your friends and your neighborhood and everything else. They started saying, no, nah, you know, don't go to church. Why do you need to make some money? My boss, you know, it's the time and a half. You work on Sundays. Yeah. And that took me away for a while, for a few months. Was it somebody that reached out to you to get you back in church? Or was it just the Holy Spirit and no, conviction actually, led you back in? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's always, always a bus worker that you don't know. You know, the bus worker, you know, here, my first bus had left. It's been a time of 12, 14 years. So there's new bus workers and everything. Oh, yeah. Then there was a different bus worker who knocked on my door again, and I opened the door, and I didn't know who he was. But I knew who he was, the way he was dressed, the way he was tied to shoe. I know where he was from. And he, before he named, I said who, what the name was. I'm like, I know where you're from. You're from First Baptist Church? He's like, yeah. He's like, oh. He's like, you know, yeah, I told him, yeah, you know, I need to go back to church. And I'm like, okay. So he came and picked me up on the bus as a teenager. So that started going. Then I married my wife, and we got married. And we, we drove all the way to First Baptist Church. We drove. But I wanted to get on the bus. So I would tell my wife, like, you know, honey, you do what you want. It kind of sounds cold, but I told her, you do what you want, but I'm going to get on the bus. So I'll give her the keys to the car, and I'll jump on the bus and ride the bus to the to So church. here you are, a young married man, and, yeah. you know, you decide, you're not even involved in the bus ministry no. per se, uh -uh. but you just love the atmosphere. You just you love being around the bus ministry yeah. and everything. And like I said, you know, there's different workers but it's always some worker that knocks on my door. Whether I move in different houses, there's always one worker that knocks on my door, and I know where they're from. Well, one, I just picked up on a couple things that you've said. Um, one was the fact that you would see the bus on Sunday morning, oh, yeah. and then there, you, didn't even, you didn't even know the bus worker that one time that knocked on your door to yeah. get you back in church. You just saw the way he was dressed. Yes. I think it's a lot of visual stimulation for our community yeah, you're right. to see our church buses go around. Um, our neighborhoods, go down the highways, and I probably, I imagine it brings a lot of conviction to uh -huh. people who grew up with mom or dad or grandma taking them to church, mm -hmm. and they've turned their back on that, and they're going a different direction, and they, in some cases, they feel they could never go back, but maybe they see that bus and reminds them, oh, this is, that's where I should be well, yeah, this you're, morning. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you know, I would see it, and like a, like someone's pressing on you, you feel like someone's pressing yeah. on you, and then you're like, 
it's a strong conviction. It's like, you know, I got to be in church. I have to be in. Or you feel bad the whole entire day, Sunday, because you, you know that you were raised in the bus ministry. You need to be in church. You need to be in. The, for me, I had to be on the bus. You know, I just had to be on. It's part. You know, if you grew up there all your life on the bus, you kind of miss it. You know, when I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on vacation, I have to find a church that has a bus ministry. I, I just have to. Yeah. I have to do it and try to help out as much as I can because it's something that you were raised and for them to take it away from you, it's like you know, they, take, they take a part of you, away from you. So talk about your wife. Um, you got married. How old were you when you were married? I got married when I was 23 years old. My wife was 20. We, okay. met, we met at the grocery store where uh, we, we were working together. And that's where we met. And at first, my wife did not want to go to church. Yeah. She didn't want to go to church. So then we, we went to church. And she heard Jack Hiles and the same thing, same thing. She heard Brother Hiles and, <laughs> why does he have to scream so much? Why does he have to scream? Now, remember, that was a transition where I was in and out of church. So, yeah. you know, in, I, I, you know, she was not saved and I was saved. And that's a whole t- different topic. But, you know, God put us together. But she had to get, you know, she had to come to church. So she came to church and my dad invited her to church. And uh, she heard Brother Hiles preach and she just didn't like it. She just couldn't stand it. You know, Brother Hiles is just, Brother Hiles is one of the old-time preachers that you just can't forget about him. And just his messages were just one of the best I've ever heard, if not the best I've heard. So, she didn't. She didn't like it. In the second week, she she didn't like it. In the third week, and then finally, she got saved and baptized. And and I told I told her, honey, you know, this is my life. I love the bus ministry. And at first, she was fighting me. She's like, no, let's just drive in. Let's just drive in. And I listened to her for a few weeks. But then after that, I, she jumped on board, and she's been helping me out all these twenty. 23 years, not 24 years. So you started just riding the bus to church, yes. you know, just enjoying the ride and being, you know, for nostalgia's sake or, yes. you know, just because it's a, something you enjoyed. When, what was it that got you on the other side of it to be a Saturday and Sunday bus worker? Not the one just to get on the bus, but to ride that bus and minister. And what was that transition? Well, you know, it's, it's the day our bus, my bus captain, Louis Ramos, said, hey, come on, soul winning with me. You know, he, he worded it perfectly where I, st- I use it nowadays, but he worded it perfectly. He's like, hey, I'll buy you candy bar, but go show me your friends. Show me where they live. And, and he might want to invite them to church, but he's like, let me buy you a candy bar, and, but show me where your friends live. But while we were walking to that door, he was showing me how to win somebody to Christ. While we were walking to that door, he showed me, hey, listen, you stand here and I'll stand here. And when you open the door, you swing that way. You know, we, he could see both of us. He was teaching me as, you know, we were going at my friend's house. Every moment was a teachable moment. He taught me so many things. So he started at like 15, 16 years old, and he started, you know, taking me out. Well, he said, go visit our friends, but really he was teaching me how to go soul winning. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. And I'm like, you know what, it's time for me to do this. And I did it for a while, and then I got married, and once I was back with me and my wife, we just did it completely. We okay, so this, this predates even being married. and yes, being, This yes. started as a teenager. As a teenager, yes. Wow, okay. So, you know, so when I, I drifted away a little bit, like I said, it was a strong conviction. You, you do it so long, you're like, oh, it's something I want to do and I have to do. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brother Gonzalez, yes, for sharing your testimony with us. And so we'll have other videos uh, featuring Brother Gonzalez, and we'll continue our conversation about the bus ministry. You can find links to the other videos in the description below. Thank you so much for joining us, and God bless you.